We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You are tuned in to episode 34 of Brunch Culture. As always, I'm your boy, Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, world? All right, y'all, so we're going to dive into this weekend review. This week, the first thing on the menu we have is a gay Alabama lawmaker threatens to out adulterous politicians. That's the headline from News One Now. Roland Martin's show, News One Now, actually broke this story. Um, and a Democrat from Alabama, State Representative Pat- Patricia Todd, uh, says that she was furious over some of the comments made by some colleagues after learning gay couples might soon be able to get married in Alabama. Ty says that they, that they she called her peers hypocrites, and she says that she will out politicians who cheat on their spouses or have other ethical lapses, but cite family values to oppose gay marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That was a sticky one. That was heavy. But I, I, I mean, <clears throat> I get her point, you know, this whole aspect of, you know, you can't throw stones in glass houses. Right. Um. As I grandparents used to say, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep, sweep, sweep around. around your own front door. Ain't yeah, song? yeah, it is. Um, I don't, I don't want to revisit it though. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I guess it's a, it's like you know, family values. It, it does equate to being faithful to your spouse. Right. And I think that. This is I posted this article on Facebook, and one of the things I said, um, I'm a proponent of uh, marriages between a man and a woman. I believe that. However, I think we should be consistent. And if you're not going to be consistent or you're going to be adulterous, it's going to be hard for you to defend um, family values. And I think that's what she's pointing out. I think if these people were consistent she would probably potentially have an issue, but her issue with them wouldn't be as big and it would be different. And right. people respect when you have a consistent stance. Exactly. Um, they could differ, but as long as you're consistent in your stance, when you're hypocritical though, that's when it come. that's when you're not really tolerated at all. Yeah. I think so. She was coming from a place because the discussion that they had, I mean, a lot of uh, the people on the panel were basically saying that, you know, I get where she's coming from, but her tactics, uh, her, that tactic is not the best way to go about it. But I think what she's trying to call out, and I'm not sure if I believe that she would actually do it. Um, I think more so she's trying to call out the hypocrisy that exists in many politicians and many people that take the position and the stance that, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not what the family structure looks like. This is not what, you know, how things should be. You take that position, but in your personal life, behind closed doors, you do things that people don't know about, and you're perfectly fine with saying how wrong something is publicly, but you participate that or in that or similar things behind closed doors. 
and you'll have a problem with it. And and it's one of those things that I think speaks to just a larger, even outside of the, the realm of it, the political arena. Oftentimes we find that people take issues with things and they take such a strong stance, but in their personal life, they're dealing with that or they have an issue with it that drives them to be so huge and so big and opposing it. So, you know, I, I think I think is actually I was actually shocked when you sent me the article and I saw it and I was like, wait, did a, 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 long, a politician say that for real? Because, again, you know, in politics is one of those things you don't want to create no permanent enemies and politics and business is that way. So that's why I say I'm not sure that she would actually legit do it. I think it was one of those things of just kind of like, hey, let's get this story started. Let's point out the fact that people are hypocrites and hopefully this is just enough fire to get them to shut their mouths or change their uh, position on not supporting gay marriage. So, Or just consistency. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Consistency <laughs> yeah. um, is a hard thing to get and you know I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to move forward to... Um, another um interesting topic this week that had me rolling um because I'm a fan of Mr. Mashawn Lynch. He is on the Seattle Se- Seattle Seahawks, and they will be playing in the C- um, Super Bowl on Sunday. Which go Seahawks! I'm I'm a fan. Um, he doesn't like to do interviews. Uh, most I've seen some interviews where he responds to everything and says, "Yeah, yeah." How was the game? Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. And so the NFL knows this. So they said that he could potentially face a $250,000 fine if he didn't show up for Super Bowl press day. So he said, okay, gotcha. I'll show up. And he responds to every question. I'm just here. So I won't get fined. So I won't get fined. And he, he he told the press before he started the interview, hey, I'm gonna respond with the same answer for every question i'm here so i won't get fined and they said huh and his response was i'm here so i won't get get fined and they uh proceeded with the interview and i think it was 26 to 29 times he said i'm here so i won't get fined and you know what mr mashawn lynch i got you because i feel that way sometimes too (laughs) when i had to go to work I'm here, so I won't get fired. Wait, I'm here so I can get a paycheck. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I think that was seeing the video of that was hilarious. Um, and you know, on the on the flip side, what a lot of people didn't talk about was off from from that that moment outside of that moment, he actually did a really heartfelt interview with Michelle Williams, in which he got to talk about his hometown of Oakland and, you know, the youth that's there and his foundation and all of the community service work that he does, which he opened up about being, you know, real, like he's, he's real open and transparent about talking about that, but he just doesn't like to be like in front of the cameras where people are asking him stuff that is like, yo, watch the game. You'll see. Yo, you you saw you saw the results. You you know that I'm going to the Super Bowl. Like, why are you ask me all these questions? Ask me about something that I that I'm passionate about that I want to promote to get other people on board for. So, I I think it's you know it's, it's as hilarious as it is, as hilarious as it was, and it still is. I think you know I just want to say, nah, yo, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, I'm and it, 
yeah, I've been saying it randomly throughout this week. Um, yeah, I'm just here, so I won't get f- fined. Why you show up for brunch, Coach Elisa? Um, I'm here, so I won't get fined. What's the fine, Lisa? Um, I don't know yet, because we still at the beginning. But I'm a pretend. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> but moving right along, we want to talk about something that is can be sensitive. Um, if you do this in an argument and say, I'm just here, so I won't get fined, it, it might not go well. Um, but we want to talk about this subject of fighting fair. Um, we all have relationships, romantic or platonic, where fights come up, disagreements come up. Um, it, at first, relationships are all happy. But then when the more you get to know a person, the more there's things that you don't like about them. And it makes you sometimes want to punch them in the face. Um, <laughs> but I think in fights or in disagreements, we have to learn how to fight fair um, because, you know, that's just, we're, we're people, we're humans and we're going to fail each other. That's just the reality. Nobody meets everybody's expectations a hundred percent. If they did that, you would be talking to a perfect person, but in reality, nobody's perfect. So somebody's going to fail you. And in those moments of failures, you're going to get disappointed and you're going to get angry and you're going to fight. Now, the fight should not get physical, even though sometimes you want to get physical. Um, but it should not because we don't promote violence on this show. Um, growing up that violence don't is not the answer, but it sure make me feel a whole of a lot better. So, <laughs> okay. That was a, you bleeped yourself. I got you. Um, <laughs> but I think that words sometimes can be harsher than actual fist fighting. Um, because it's the words we say that sticks with people or the way we say the words we say. And so it's important that we fight fair because you don't want to damage a person permanently because of the words you speak in that moment, especially when you love them and care about their well-being. So we want to talk about this subject of fighting fair. What do you think about it, Randall? Do you fight fair? Do I? like this is a loaded question so in my mind everything that i do fair is fair because i'm a fair kind of guy you know i'm just mm-hmm. fair. i'm real fair but i think <laughs> as we, as we <laughs> okay you about to preach all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not trying to pick on nobody too too but um no i think honestly realistically when we look at it it's just thinking about past situations um, that I've been in, I think it's safe to say that I probably don't fight fair, but in my mind, I will say that I approach it trying to be fair. In my later, my you know, more recent years of life, I've realized that I'm not right in everything, although I'm 99.9% of the time right. You know, there's that 1% that exists, so I have to acknowledge that as well because I'm not perfect. I'm human. So, um, I yeah, because Randall, Randall really he's. His perfection meter is at a, almost at a 10. I'm telling you. He only has a 0.1% error rate. 0.0000000000001%. Wow. You're really close to perfection. You're right there. That's... Right, 
right man there. but that one percent though that's that's so what i'm acknowledge so I, as humble as i am i acknowledge that i have this, yeah you know so that's man i was told that humility doesn't speak on itself who told you that they was a lie <laughs> <laughs> so educate me perfect one go ahead I'm sorry. No, but I realized that, you know, sometimes, in essence, in in getting in the argument, in the debate, you're so emotional, you know, your emotions are high, you're you're at that point, you don't want to fight fair. And I realized, you know, in moments that I'm thinking that I'm fighting fair, I'm probably not fighting fair because I'm not being concerned with fighting fair because the argument, for whatever reason, once I get to that place of being frustrated that I feel like we have to argue um, and it's a heated discussion, oftentimes it comes because... I feel slighted or I feel hurt in some sort of way. And the fact that I would be engaged in this argument because I'm hurt, I feel justified in not being fair. One of the things people always point out about me is that I'm extremely passionate. So when I'm debating about something, my voice gets elevated. I just recognized literally two days ago that um, my people say you're on 10, but I'm like, I'm not on 10. I'm on like a four, a 4.25 at most. Um, because for me, 10 is, I'm calling you out your name. I'm cursing <laughs> you out. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like, we, we about to box. I'm finna knock you out. That's 10 for me. 10 for me is not just talking. I'm like, yo, I haven't used the curse word, so I ain't, I ain't hype. I'm up in the air. You know, I'm, I'm like trying to get you, I'm going in, hand gestures, voice is super elevated. I'm real passionate, but the fact that I haven't cursed at you or I'm not like screaming. I'm like, yo, I'm not on 10. I'm literally on four. But to other people that, you know, may not understand my passion or other people that just may not have grown up in the type of environment that I've grown up in, they don't understand that for me, that's not on 10. So that's something I literally two days ago had to check myself about just in hashing it out. And I realized that I feel justified in all of that. And I feel justified in my approach to the argument because I feel like you slighted me, right? My, I always tell people um, <laughs> that oftentimes for me, my response is a reaction to an action, right? So I always say, hey, if you don't want me to act that way, you if you don't want me to react that way, don't act that way, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like I make things very clear. And so speaking from the position of people that may fight unfair and feel justified in somebody coming back and saying, oh, well, that's unfair. It's unfair to treat that way, to treat somebody that way or to respond that way. For I think when you exist in that space, you almost feel justified, right? You feel like, yo, you, I'm here because you did this. I'm in this position because you did this. If it wasn't for you, I'd be good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy guy. I, you know, enjoy life. It's good. Life's great. I don't really have anything to be upset about. So once I get to that point, I'm here because you made me. So, you know, I think it's, I could recognize in hindsight that I'm not fighting fair per se, but I think in the moment of it, it's kind of like, well, had I not been, had this hurt not occurred, have occurred, had you not, I guess, disappointed me um, or tried to argue with me about something that I'm bringing to you, I wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be in this space, right? So if you if you want to place blame on somebody, you want to say I'm doing something wrong, blame yourself because <laughs> I ain't do nothing. You right? you brought me here. Right. <laughs> you ent- you you're the reason. Don't I lead me to the place. water and get mad because I drank it. If you ain't want me to drink the water, don't bring it around me. 
I feel that. I feel that. See, I'm, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I'm very calm. I'm very mellow. Uh, I'm not easily excited. I'm not easily angered. Um, but I do internalize. So I could, I have this snowball effect of anger, um, in my life. So I could really have something that's consistently like, I'm just like, okay, cool. I'll let that go. Okay. I'll let that go. I see that. Oh, I see that too. Okay. I'm gonna let that go. But then something will spark it. And that when I, at that moment, all bets are off. Hmm. And if I get to that point, it's very rare that I get to that point. Silent it, killer. It, um, then I'm getting, I'm angry beyond my ability to control. She comes up. From the <laughs> I will get upset. She gets in the corner. <laughs> She's really quiet. <laughs> and all of a sudden she lashes out. <laughs> I, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> Um, no, but, but, um, really calm, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad, but you push me to that place. It's like a place of no return where I just like, I feel that switch come in. And when I feel it, I'm, I, I go from very calm to very emotional. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Exactly. Revenge is like the sweetest joy. Um, anyways. Rest in peace, Tupac. Yes. We're not going to add that part. Censorship. Um, and hopefully you're married when you're getting that. Um, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Going back to me. Because this is my time. Um, <laughs> when you... When I get to that point, I'm emotional... I start to cry and it's just like, I'm angry. Like I'm shaking. It's just like, I, there could potentially be profanity that comes out my mouth. Um, and I'm not even that, that's not even me, but I have to really be pushed. Like you have to really push me. I have to really care about you because you can't, I, I don't get angry unless I care about somebody. Now, I'm not one of them people that get angry in traffic. I don't understand that because you don't know them. Whatever. I'm not going to let you make me angry. But if you're close to me and you do something to hurt me, oh, that's when I, you know, that's when I turn into the incredible hawk um, in my anger. And at that point, I have to, I have to, I have to stop talking to you. Like, I can't talk to you. And I might not need to talk to you for like three months if, if I'm pushed to that edge. Cause I'm just like, I've pushed myself to a place beyond my ability to see myself. And that's like, okay, that's dangerous. Cause now I literally want to harm you and that's not good. So I don't need like three months. I need maybe a week or two to bring myself down. And I have, I have a process in place where I have to call somebody and I have to get it out. And then I can, I can pray and then I can bring myself down. And then I need another couple weeks to detox and bring myself to where I'm thinking clearly again. That's good. But. So you just need a good solid month. I need <laughs> I need probably a year or two for you. 
<laughs> if I no. see you in the street. <laughs> no, but I think um I think what gets me to that place, uh that place that you talk about kind of being a credible hulk or just being so frustrated, I get there when I feel like somebody's not listening to me, right? I feel like if I've explained something to you and I've tried to talk on a very rational, calm, cool, and collective place, and I've tried to explain something and you refuse to get it, not because I'm not explaining it right, because I've tried a bazillion times different ways, tried to write it down, text it to you, email it to you, write it on, you know what I'm saying, send a letter, I've done everything, and you don't get it? I feel like not being heard in that space is what takes me from the 4.25 that I was at to 100. I done skipped over 10, and I'm on 100. And that's and I know when I'm getting to that place, for me to not get there, I have to shut down, right? And I think, you know, we, we mentioned this, and we've talked about this before, but we talked about uh, the idea of giving up or knowing when you're at your limit, you've reached your limit. And I think for me, when I get to the place of realizing that somebody's not listening to me, I know that I'm going to intentionally not fight fair at that at that point, right? Like I'm at that point, I'm no longer concerned with your feelings. I'm no longer concerned with like, oh, well, I don't want to piss you off. I don't want to say this. This might hurt you. Yada yada. I'm done with that. At this point, when I feel like I'm I'm talking to you or I'm speaking to you and you're not listening to what I'm saying, all bets are off. So I have to shut down before it becomes an intentional daggers, just throwing, you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing stuff at this point just so I could piss you off. Now I'm now I want you to get mad and feel how I feel because I'm like, yo, you done got me uncomfortable. I'm enjoying my life. I love, I'm glad where I'm at. You know, I love the Lord. Like, I love the Lord. I go to church on Sunday. I go to Bible study on Tuesday and I read my Bible in the morning time when I wake up. <laughs> but fact, you done pissed me off. Right. The fact that you done took me out of my comfort safe and special holy place (laughs) (laughs) and i have to come down and stoop so low as to cut you out (laughs) 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 now instead of praying to god and thanking him for my life i gotta ask him to forgive me for this and you know i'm ignorant so i ain't gonna talk to him about it for a good few weeks and i don't want him to get mad at me (laughs) Because I think he don't know unless I tell him. (laughs) And I got to keep showing up, praying in the morning. I'm just here so I won't get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Why you showed up to church this Sunday? I'm just here so I won't get fired. I'm trying to make sure my place in heaven is sitting there. (laughs) Then two months later, I got to tell him, all right, Lord, now forgive me for calling him this type of this and... (laughs) I use this four-letter word and this four-letter word, and I combine them two four-letter words. <laughs> I hit them with all kinds of combos. I'm so upset that you done got me to this place that I just got to shut down, right? I just got to check out. At that point, I'm like, this is my breaking point. I can't take it no more. I'm done. And I think <laughs> when we get to that place um, where – we're having repetitive conversations about the same thing. We really have to figure out what the deeper issue is because it's so funny. I was talking to, um, helping, uh, people, helping some people work through issues. And I've talked to a few people and it's funny because when you talk to two different people who have an issue with each other, 
it's funny that the people hear two different conversations. So I'll, I'll go and I'll, you know, they'll come to me and say, you know, we have this issue. Can you talk to them for me? So I'll go, I'll talk to the person. He's just like, okay, what, what, what is the issue? And they'll tell me. And I'm like, okay, so what, why are they mad at you? Okay. They're mad for that reason right there. Okay. So then I'll go to the other person and ask them the same series of questions without mentioning what the other person said. And they'll tell me, and I'm just like, man, they were really having two different conversations in the same conversation. And because every to figure out who lying. <laughs> so now we got to play who lying. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that either one of them are lying. It's just that at the time they see the, the argument for different reasons. Yeah. So that's why communication is so important. So you can get to the root of the issue. I could be arguing about, um, we were supposed to do something and you canceled another person and in the, and the other person can be arguing about the fact that, Oh yeah, I, you're not, you don't care about my time, you know? So we have, they're both, the issue is still there, but they're both coming at it from two different perspectives. So it's kind of like, okay, we're arguing, but everybody's arguing to be heard and nobody's listening to the other person. And if you don't listen, you miss the real issue. So at the issue, my problem could be like, man, I haven't, um, I just want to spend quality time with you. The other person could be arguing for something else. And if you're not listening to what the other person is saying, you'll be, you'll completely, you'll have the same conversation and nobody will really, really completely understand why anybody's mad because they haven't took the time to listen. My mentor said it like this. He said, the most important thing about conflict resolution or when you have a disagreement with somebody is to listen intently to what their problem is with you and then to repeat what they said to make sure you processed it right and say, okay, that's what you're saying. You have that issue with me. So what I think you're saying is a, B and C. And if they're, and then they can say, um, no, that's not what I'm saying. This is what I'm really saying. So you repeating them back, back to them helps them, helps you process it and then helps you process it in a way that really is what they're saying. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think what does make sense as well is that we have to have this outside of the moment of the intense argument, right? Because as you were saying that, my mind just drifted over to the ignorant people that I know. (laughs) And all this sounds real good. It's like, you know how like in school people say you learn theory, but you can get in the real world and be oblivious to how to apply that theory because you never did it. So I think think that's how arguments work, right? You just gave me all that, and it sounds great. Theoretically, it's wonderful. (laughs) But realistically, I need you to give me a couple minutes. (laughs) I need a lot of time. I need a couple days. Because I think just in the moment, you might know all that and you might hear all that, but it just all goes out of the window. So I think the safe space is to say at some point in time, you escalate when the argument or the fight escalates escalates to a certain point that you have to say, all right, look, let, we, we just have to cut it off here to, at this moment. Tonight, today, whatever it is, we'll stop and we'll 
revisit this after we both have cooled off. And I know it's kind of like, it, it sounds like, you know, very cliche or cookie cutter, but I think that that's the only way to truly get to a place where you can quote unquote fight fair because when your emotions are high and your adrenaline is up and you are literally thinking about everything that doesn't matter in this moment and you're not thinking about oh i'm a degreed professional and i have a career <laughs> and you know i drive a nice car and i live in a nice place and i'm a part of this circle and i go here and i travel internationally and i'm on travel nowhere we're not thinking about none of that stuff what you're thinking about is look <laughs> i am gonna i'm go about to slap fire at you right now here. i'm about to slap fire <laughs> out of you with the back of my black hand <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to give you the dignity to palm your face. I'm going to slap it like it don't mean nothing <laughs> with the back of my hand. <laughs> like, that's where, when you get to that point and you're in that moment, I think that's where you just have to say, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to step back from this because in this moment, I'm not trying to hear you. I frankly don't care what you got to say. What I, the, what I truly want to hear from you is that you understand what I'm saying, you admit your fault and that you're wrong, and you apologize and you're sorry. And then I want you to follow that up with some acts to tell me how sorry you are. I don't really want to hear that. Realistically, in that moment, I think that's where people are at. And so I think the real way to get to that fighting fair mode is to say, okay, at this moment, we can't do it. We got to step back and come back. And I think maybe when you come back... Yeah, that's why I say I need two weeks. <laughs> but I feel like your two... Lisa, every time we talk, I just feel like I need to get closer to God. Cause <laughs> only two weeks. Like, I need, but see, I, I have like to process weeks, my. I, I see. I you remember? I go through this process of look. In two weeks, I ain't thought about it. I'm on this. You know, ain't nobody thinking about you. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after like two months, then I'll be like. Oh shoot! Maybe we do need to talk. <laughs> or it depends. If I go to church though, and this this gets me all the time. It's real sad. If I go to church, or if I'm in a professional environment and somebody starts talking about communication, I will nine times out of ten check out of that conversation because I don't want to know that I'm wrong in some way. But when I go to church and the pastor is like preaching about something about reconciliation, it, honestly, it can be anything. Like I had a, a pastor preach about like. I've gone to like a prosperity church and had somebody preach about it being my, my next blessing, but he's saying I gotta forgive somebody. And then I feel convicted and I'm sitting in church crying like, you know what they gonna do with me? It's just like, so honestly, I, it's, it's real bad, but I legit, I ain't gonna lie, I'm being real transparent. But sometimes, like, if I get too mad at somebody, I'm a, I might skip a Sunday or two because I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna listen to the. I listen to it on the back end, cause I feel like in this moment, I just wanna. You know what I'm saying? I just wanna be petty, yo. I, don't, <laughs> I ain't trying to. I don't need nobody to tell me you're wrong. You need to reconcile. Have the heart of Jesus. I ain't trying to have that in this moment. You know, in this moment, I wanna be ven. I, you know, I feel justified. I want vengeance. Vengeance is mine. That's <laughs> I'm just being real. For you know, I feel you. People that get. I feel you, and and I think for me when I'm angry, that's where my comfort has come in. We talked about that in the, in the first, um, I think it was the first show of the year. Yeah. Um, having comforters. And I have to, like, literally, when I'm mad, I have to call somebody. And I just have to get it out. Everything that I want to say that was wrong <laughs> in that moment, I have to get it out. I'm crying. And they just sit there and they listen. 
and then I'm good. And then I might have to repeat it, you know, a few times and they let me continue to repeat why I'm angry. And then, you know, some of them, some of them, I have one friend, she's so safe. You call me safe. She's, she's like, well, Lisa, we're going to, we're going to end in prayer. Let's pray. Oh, no. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even want to pray. I just be like, oh, okay, whatever. Go ahead. That's what I say. But that's what you, you know what, legit though, because I was just thinking, that's what you need. I was going to say, one of the people that we forgot to mention on that show was, you know, you need an old ratchet Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ignorant Isaiah. <laughs> That you can call and be in your corner and they can tell you that. <laughs> it's all right to be mad. Just go off. <laughs> That's what you need. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Talk about your safe friend. We might need to have her on the show. You need to talk to us as you can. You know, I, I'm sure I ain't the only one of us that's, that's, that's struggling with, you know, my ignorant days. <laughs> I think that we might need to have her on the show for some intervention. Conflict, <laughs> conflict resolution. But yeah, so that's kind of how I've learned to process my emotions, um, and you know, t- talking to my parents, um, I just I talking to mentors and just venting. And so once you, I think once you vent it, then you start to see. Once you vent it, because when you're mad, when you're first mad, everything is wrong with the other person. Right. You don't see your fault. Right. So, but by the time you get to the end of your venting, you start to look at what the other person is saying and you say, okay, what is their critiques for me? Even if they were said out of anger, what are their critiques for me? And I think the biggest thing, the lesson that I learned, um, and I told somebody was um, t- talking to me and venting about something the other day. And I said, and they were like, you know, they're wrong. And I said, okay, cool. I want you to take what they said wrong or what they say you do wrong and write it down. And could it be that the critiques they're giving you are things that you really need to change in your life? And they see it because they're closer to you. Hmm. Um. And really look at that and say, you know, I I know they said that out of anger. I know they said, you know, because I believe that God puts people close to us in our lives to help mirror ourselves. Proverbs says that iron sharper iron. So anytime iron comes in contact with each other, it's friction. And in order for it to be sharpened, there must be friction. So there must be conflict. And in each conflict, somebody's each other is getting better but the tension is what makes the the better the that helps the iron get sharpened without the tension you'll never sharpen so without the conflict you'll never sharpen so what we tend to do is say ah man you know what i got a problem with you and if you were out my life my life would be so much better because all these other people right here they're so much better than you they are they when i'm talking to them they understand me i'm they make me happy, but in reality, they don't know you like the people that make you angry. And so they're able to say things because they're a little bit closer and they know that, you know, this is a real pr- trouble area for you and you need to fix it. 
And so we retreat to what makes us happy because we don't like the tension. But the tension is what makes us better. See, you, you, this, is why, this is why I tell y'all, man. You know, you, you don't pull out my favorite scripture, Proverbs 27:17, iron sharpens iron. Now, why are you going to do that on me, Lisa? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm having this moment of being justified. With Ratchet Rachel and old ignorant Isaiah. <laughs> you want to come in and throw in my favorite scripture. But I, the scripture that I use to justify and to support all my friendships and all my, you know what? I, I like to be around iron. I want you to keep sharpening me. You're going to get on the show and pull it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, y'all, that's, we ain't going to tell you this. This off the record. This off the record. Cut your radio down. Cut your radio down. <laughs> Look, off the record. Find you old Ratchet Rachel and Ignat Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> they only come to church on Christmas and, Christmas and Easter. They ain't too familiar. Look here. They know Romans 10, 13, and that's it. <laughs> you call him, and you have your moment with Jim. No, I'm just playing. But um, I, do have some, I do have some Ratchet Rachels and Ignorant Isaiah, and they going to always take my side. Uh-huh. And when I want my side to be taken... I call her. I call her when I don't want to be taken either. I just have to call her. <laughs> and I let them. But you know what? <laughs> I get it out. But at the end, I'm not. I'm not helped because <laughs> they disagree with me. And you can't. You can't win in the end with people agreeing with you all the time. So, <clears throat> but I do agree that sometimes you just need to take a break. Sometimes you need to see if the if this is making you better or worse because yeah. every tension isn't making you better. Um, no, nah, yeah. I, I, honestly though, from a real place, I know I've been joking a lot, but real talk guys, it really is important to make sure that, you know, you consider, are you fighting fair, right? As you, as you're dealing with going through life and just anything, it doesn't have to be a big blowout. I think in this moment, we've kind of talked about, uh, arguments that are they're extremely heated but i think it can be subtle things too right it can be simple things simple just disagreements or misunderstandings like are you coming from a place of fairness are you considering the other side are you actually listening to the person even though you feel like you're not being listened to you're not being heard you know are you considering the other side i think ultimately that's what makes us better as people that those things spill over into all areas of our lives it makes us better young professionals when we're going to you know make a business deal or we're talking to a colleague or a supervisor or you know what i'm saying we're just having a professional disagreement professional discussion being able to do those things in places where it really hits home and it's very difficult to do it you just you 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 push forward and you show you shine in other areas so it's important make sure you fight fair make sure that we continue to be considerate and be uh, open and look for ways to always improve ourselves. That's what, you know, Brunch Coach is about. When you when we at brunch and we having these discussions, we're not just doing it because we have absolutely nothing else to do. You know, we have a lot of fun, a lot of joke, a lot of jokes that, that come out, but ultimately what we want to do is strengthen each, strengthen each other and just uh, make us the best people, so. Yeah, and be careful what you say when you're mad or how you say it, because like I said before, words can be damaging and they can stick with the person for a long time. Right. Truth. Yep, yep. But now it's time for our... Random topic. So this week's random topic is a 40-year-old woman who married herself. It's all over social media. It's gone viral. 
And I think she meant it as a kind of self-love. She intended to be married by 40, but since she wasn't and she's nowhere close to being married to her dream man, she decided to marry herself. She had bridesmaids. She had someone walk her down the aisle. Her mom walked her down the aisle. Yeah. I don't know how she kissed, you know, herself. A mirror, probably. Um, But, you know... That's a, she spent some money. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm just go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Get the story out. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of money to spend on yourself when you could have just went on a um a girl's trip. But I don't know. I just it just it looks weird. I if I was I I just want to know what her friends say. I guess they're just trying to be supportive. Cause I would have been like, girl, what's happening? Why are we doing this? <laughs> you want me to get a dress for what? So you can marry yourself, girl, bye, bye, Felicia. <laughs> and then I would have just had to support her because I want to be her friend. And then when iron they asked me why you was iron, that's what you just said. Now yeah, you right. <laughs> when they asked me why I was there, why are you here? I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> I want, I want our friendship to progress. So I'm just here so I won't get fined. So I gotta be honest. I honestly didn't pay much attention to the to this article initially because, you know, I mean, you see you see articles, and I don't want to call that situation crazy. I try to tread lightly and talk about it because I don't really have too much of an opinion or position on it either way. I think it's a little different, uh, but I think you know, hearing people joke about it all the time, like, hey, if I ain't in a relationship by 30, 40, if I ain't had kids, I'm just gonna marry myself. Like, we joke about it, right? People joke about it all the time, so. No, I never heard people say they was just gonna marry themselves. I heard people say they'll marry a a friend of the opposite sex or something if they were both single. I never heard nobody say I'll marry myself when I turn 40. Well, I mean, I have, but I mean, of course, in a joking way, not in the sense of like they're gonna actually go through the process. Like, I never thought that somebody would actually carry it out and do it. People just say that in the joking way of, "Yo, if I'm not with nobody, I'll just be with myself. I'll just marry by myself." But like, legit, she literally had a full out shindig, um, and so of course, I wasn't really expecting that part. I didn't know. That, that was going to happen, but I think the social media backlash is what made me say, well, dang, man, people really going in. I mean, you had people say, like, it's because her dad's not there, she, you know, she depressed, she having this stuff, and I guess in my mind, I'm like, it's not that big a deal. I mean, like, if the chick married herself, just let her marry herself. What I did... Let her live. Yeah, just let this lady live. What I did think was funny, though, was people said that, you know, if she participated in some acts, <laughs> is that adultery? Because, <laughs> like, technically she was married, right? Like, if she finds a dude, he'd be like, hey, you know, I'm trying to, like, can she get married? Does she got to divorce herself before she can actually get married to a guy? Like, how does that whole thing work? That's 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 where my question started coming. Like, you know, now that you've married yourself, like, do you not date anymore? You off the market? It, You know, it's like the end all be all. Like, you sure you want to marry yourself? Cause this mean that everybody else don't got a chance no more, right? I I don't know. I think it was more of a a obviously it wasn't a legalized ceremony. Um, I think it was more of a. She said it was a spiritual thing. I don't know. 
So I'm, I don't how know. How do you recognize? How do you reconcile that spirituality when somebody else wants to marry you? Do you just say, "Well, I'm married to myself, so spiritually"? I think that this whole thing gonna go out the window. I don't think. <laughs> so wait a minute. So she got married, but the minute she finds somebody else to marry, she's gonna throw it out the window. You know what? I I don't know. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know her, so I'ma just be quiet. <laughs> All right, so we are gonna move on. And uh, no offense to the young lady, the the young lady, lady that did get married. I, you, yo, if that's what makes you happy, it's 2015. Make make it happen. Live, live. Our quote of the week this week <laughs> is. <laughs> Go ahead, I can't. Quote of the week is sometimes I have to tell myself it's just not worth the jail time. And that is by Anonymous. This quote, Lord God, look, it speaks to fighting fair. Sometimes when you don't want to fight fair, you want to pull out your daggers and you just want to go off, you just have to say, you know what? Legit, this ain't worth the jail time. <laughs> you know, people be saved by God. Some people be saved by grace. Some people be saved by the bell. <laughs> By jail time. <laughs> <Think>? Right. <laughs> Look, it ain't worth the jail time. I'm good. I ain't gonna. It, it, it's not worth the jail time. And I think that you know it'll keep you, keep you sane. It'll keep you doing, going the way you need to go. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I have to. I I had to tell myself that. It's like it's not worth it. It's just not just worth go. the jail time. Look here. Well, guys, as always, we thank you so much for listening to Brunch Culture. We enjoy interacting with you guys on social media. Make sure you check out our website at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Twitter and talk to us there at Brunch Culture and also on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. We're on Facebook. Make sure you like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash brunch culture. We've been getting some people hitting us up and letting us know what they think about the show. Uh, just being showing love, supporting us. Also some great critiques. We always say that we're open to critiques. We want to hear, you know, ways to improve the sound, ways to improve ourselves, you know, so that we can represent truly what brunch co- what it is like at a session at brunch and brunch culture. So we thank you guys for this show. Remember here at brunch culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>